Hi, I'm Casey. And I'm Andrea. And you're listening to our podcast, That's Not What Andrea Told Me. We're two sisters separated by age and geography, but united in our love of talking to each other. Thanks for listening. All right. This is an exciting episode for us. We have decided to switch up our normal format, and every third episode will have a guest. For the first guest, we chose a very special person to both of us, our mom, Kalita. Hi, Kalita. Hi. For those of you who might not know us very well, we have a very close relationship with our mom. For some of us, wink, wink. It wasn't always this way, but I think all three of us are super proud of where our relationships have landed. So just to get all of our cars on the table, I was a horrible teenager and really gave mom hell. Casey watched all of the knockdown drag out fights that we had, uh, that mom and I had, and she decided to be a perfect angel all through high school. I then got my act together. Casey had children, which made her very sleep deprived and slightly more short tempered than yours truly, at least in terms of a day to day basis. So that's sort of where we are right now. That brings us up to date. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to do this in a question and answer format. We've got a couple of questions that we are planning to ask, but we might ask different ones based on, on what comes up. Okay. So our first question, mom, what is your favorite trait in each of us? (laughs) That's a hard one. So I think for Andrea, it is such a high level of patience and tolerance for people, situations. There's a lot of compassion. She's very empathetic and she has the ability to make friends fast. And get really involved in communities and organizations. There's not a shy bone. What's that expression? There's not a bone of shyness. Did I just say more than one? Yeah. Because I think think that was multiple. As long as there is an equal number for each of us, that's acceptable. (laughs) But let me say real quick, mom, I, I do think a lot of that, it comes from how you taught us growing up. I feel like you model empathy and patience. I appreciate you saying that about me because I aspire to be as patient as you throughout my life. (laughs) And so I do think that that so much of that is attributed to the model that you set for us growing up. Oh, well, thank you. All right. My turn. Yeah. (laughs) How about Casey's so great? There's another one of your daughters on this call. (laughs) Casey has such an incredible sense of loyalty. It's like once Casey is your friend or your compadre, whatever it may be, right? I watched her and some of her running club activities. It's with her friends. It's with her family. The sense of loyalty is impressive and something that I don't think you see at that level in a lot of people. And there's Casey's, I don't know if love language is the right word, but Casey's acts of service Mm-hmm. To that people, is my top love language. That <laughs> is, is just extraordinary in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, sometimes it's little things and sometimes it's big things. And I can think of the example, was it year before last? I was in Houston 
And when I came home, you had drug all my Christmas decorations down from the storage area in the garage, moved things around in my house and completely decorated my house for Christmas because I was going to be coming back to San Antonio with like three days to spare. And I was so surprised. It was just so thoughtful. And so, I don't know, it just seemed like it was above and beyond. And there's been a lot of things like that you've done for me over the years. And you do it for other people too. It's not just me, right? Yeah, you know, that maybe I was thinking of that exact example, mom, when you were saying that. And also, I think this ties in Casey's gift giving abilities. Oh, oh, yeah, that was like, going to be my next Unsurpassed. Thing. And to me, it puts that everybody is, else to shame yes, at a big level. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think some of that is the, the attention to detail that you possess. It's unbelievable. Yeah. That you remember us saying something or you just know something about us. And then I don't know. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. I, I do think one, I don't know if it's a character trait. I, I did think about that too. Like Casey's attention to detail is something that is, mm-hmm. you don't see very often. And the little things that she notices and pays attention to is just something that blows my mind. And, you know, for me, (laughs) it started way, way back. The the light bulb went off for me and I watched it over the years when I noticed it. And then I I paid attention to it back then and then watched it as she grew up. I think she was about four years old when Papa was telling her the story of Margaret Mitchell, who wrote Gone with the Wind. And he explained to her that Margaret Mitchell got hit by a car and killed when she was leaving the premiere of Gone with the Wind. And he was explaining, I think it was a taxi or something. I can't remember the detail, but he was talking to Casey about it and she was quiet for a minute. And then she said, well, did it back up? Do y'all, do y'all remember that? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my, and Papa, Papa was, I think, confused for a second. Then he started laughing because he realized what she was asking. Yeah. Like, did the car that hit her back up to check on her. But anyway, I mean, that's just one of those little things. That's, that's, that's pretty good. I was going to say, spoiler alert, I actually have notes in my phone so that when all of you say the things you want or need or whatever, I just put it in there. I actually don't remember it. I just go back. Uh, We've pulled back the curtain. Yeah. If you try to go into my phone and find that note, it's hidden with odd named titles. Well, you know, I never can remember your access code to your phone. So that's happening or slim to know. You should look more like her so that you could trick her iPhone. So maybe I should try that. Yeah, I think that's a good segue into another question that we were wanting to ask you. This is sort of a two-part question. We're interested in hearing about your favorite memory of growing up. And then very specifically, because this podcast is partial tribute to Papa, Uh what's your favorite Papa memory? Okay. So is it my growing up memory? Yes. Yeah, not of us, of of your growing up. You know, it's probably, they're one in the same. When you said, what is my favorite childhood memory and then my favorite of Papa? Yeah. When we were young, I mean, and I mean really young, so I was probably six, seven, eight years old. Every Friday night, Papa would come home from work, and on his way home from work, he would stop and buy Dr. Pepper's and Butterfinger candy bars. And he would come home, and he would pull out, do y'all remember that giant typewriter case he had of 45 records? He had a huge record collection of, you know, the extended play, the 72 and the 45s. And our Friday night thing was that he would come home and he'd pull out all of his 45s and we'd just play records 
and sing and dance and eat Butterfingers and drink Dr. Peppers. I never knew that. I don't I think. Either. Oh, really? Yeah. <clears throat> Is that why you like to take Leith for uh, a treat on Friday? <laughs> no, that started when y'all were little. I mean, we didn't do it every Friday, but we there did. would be there would be Fridays that we would go to that Baskin Robbins that was yeah. kind of over in that Sharpstown area on your way home from school. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's what had me thinking about that because y'all look so forward to it. Yep. It was fantastic. So since we're in the time frame of your youth, mm -hmm. if you can hearken back to when you were younger, what was the path that you had envisioned for your You know, I don't know if I remember you guys. I, I don't remember that I had, you know, a plan to be a big career person. I just don't remember. I, I have to think that I did, but mm -hmm. I don't remember what it was. So when you first went to college, what was your major? I don't even know if I know that. Yep. I changed it from one thing. It, it was interior design for a while. And then I changed it to French. Oh, wow. Oh, de Rojon. Exactly. <laughs> oh, de Rojon. Okay. And so did you always envision that you would get married and you would have children? And if you did envision having children, did you envision that you would have one or two? Did you envision you'd have a giant family? Like, do you remember <laughs> any feelings like that? I, here's what I do remember. I felt like that I always knew that I, wanted children and that I loved children, right? Which is why I, I babysat so much when I was younger from the time I was like 12. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. I loved babysitting the little ones. I also think my natural talent, if you will, is teaching. Mm -hmm. And there's such an element of that with little ones. So I think there was never any question in my mind that I wouldn't be a mother. Yeah. I don't think I had any idea of I'm just going to have two or oh, I'm, I want four. I never had that. I do know after you were born, Andrea, it was like, mm, we're, we'll just take a little while to see, see <laughs> if, there, if there may be more. And then after I was born, you're like, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a rough start with you. That's for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, I basically just cried for the first three months of my life. Four mm -hmm. months. Four months. All right, sure. <laughs> Get it right. This gets longer all the time. <laughs> no, it's three always, years. It's always been four months. Four score. <laughs> it was like when you turned four months old, somebody flipped a switch. Yeah. Well, yeah. my tum tum hurt. Yeah. I know. So I think, so since we're talking about you being a parent, you, there were lots of fun things about growing up. So we have a few questions for you related to you parenting us. Okay. But the one I'm excited about is, you made us eat a lot of healthy foods. You were kind of a health nut, you, right? you worked out. And so when we would go to our friends' houses, it was always so exciting to see Lucky Charms and Cocoa Puffs <laughs> and donuts, right? But at one point, I feel like I was in middle school or high school. All of a sudden, you started letting us have Nutella and Nutella toast. Like on everything. On everything. And on, on our bananas. And uh, she would make peanut butter and Nutella sandwiches. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So yeah. So I'm, we're, we're very curious about why Lucky Charms were no good, but Nutella was totally cool. <laughs> so I think, Andrea, you were probably in junior high. Okay. When I discovered Nutella and it was probably Leah who turned me on to it. And I always felt like peanut butter is a somewhat healthy kind of protein driven food. Like mm -hmm. peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, I don't think are horrible for you. And Nutella is a nut butter as well. 
but I think what I didn't do was take a look at how much sugar was probably mm. in it. So I just felt like I was put, cause I'd make you guys peanut butter and Nutella sandwiches. Yep. Yeah. So I just felt like it was extra protein. I mean, it was a relatively healthy thing. Okay. So you were like, if one nut is good, two nuts two are better. is better. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Name some nuts not found in trees. <laughs> That's from a friend's episode, just oh. in time for the, the yeah. reunion. Uh, well, listen, I'm glad you did it. And I'll I'll just full confession here on the pod today. I had some of Leith's animal crackers dipped in Nutella Ooh. for a snack yesterday. Oh, and yeah. boy, howdy, it was good. That's a strong play. <laughs> it was good. Oh, he's got, I've got those animal crackers of his that I bought him at my house. I did yeah. the same thing this week. Oh, Took a couple of those in Nutella. I was just sneaking it at different times. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Here I was thinking we were all eating healthy this week. I only have five. Y'all are closet eating Nutella and animal crackers. Well, I think the funny thing is Nutella's been kind of a staple in all of our households uh-huh. ever since, right? I mean, yes. you oh, guys 100%. always have it in college. I mean, it's been a thing that just we always have. Yeah. When I worked in an office, I kept some in my cubby. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. For oh, yeah. Nutella emergencies. <laughs> oh, they happen a lot. Okay. My pick is next. So... I want to talk a little bit about our birthday traditions, and I want to okay. know how you came up with that. I think first, let's it, tell yeah, our also, listeners. Yeah. Also, you may tell us what it is. Yeah. Oh, you want me to describe it? Yeah. The The tradition is, whosoever birthday that it is, the other two will get up early. We have cupcakes either already prepared or bought from the night before. We put a candle in the cupcake light the candle and walk into the person whose birthday it is, walk into their room singing happy birthday with a cupcake and they get woken up that way and we have cupcakes for breakfast. That's their tradition. The best. All right. So how, yeah, how'd you come up with that? You were in first grade, Andrea. Okay. And so you were going to be in school on your birthday and I had bought cupcakes for you to take for your class. Right. But I thought, well, but Casey and I, and so Casey was, we have to think she was not even 18 months old, right? Mm-hmm. But I was if thinking I was for turning us, six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, or maybe you were in kindergarten. You were probably in kindergarten. Probably not, because then I wouldn't have been born. Wasn't yeah. she born in May of my kindergarten year? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that's right. So it would have been the next year because you were old enough to walk and eat cupcakes. But anyway, I just had the thought that we wouldn't be able to necessarily celebrate throughout the day with you. And there must have been something going on that evening. So I just thought, well, we'll just have our celebration in the morning instead of like after dinner. And this is how we'll do it. And it was such a big, I mean, you just loved it. And then that was also... I forgot one part of our tradition. That was also when I decided to tell you the story of the day you were born. So that's also part of the tradition. The birthday person gets woken up with a cupcake being sung to. And then back then I would tell them the actual events or story of the day they were born. Yeah. And I don't know how I thought of that. I honestly don't. I think it was just like, here's your birthday cupcake. Happy birthday. (laughs) And six years ago, here's (laughs) doing <laughs> I don't know but then it was like Casey's birthday would be just what six weeks later yeah and you were like oh mom we have to wake her up with a cupcake right and she's this tiny little thing <laughs> and I was like oh yeah well okay why not <laughs> because and that was really more for you right yeah. like you wanted to participate in that Casey probably has no memory of it yeah. nope. 
but so then it just became became our thing. So every year and, and to this day, if we are all together and it doesn't even have to be all of us, but Casey's birthday was just a couple of weeks ago. So I made sure that there were cupcakes at her Mm -hmm. house. I went to central market and bought fancy cupcakes. I Mm -hmm. bought candles, made sure Russell had them to wake her up with. So it's, it's been uh, like I've had to pass along the tradition a little bit because yeah. now we're all not living in the same house, but Casey likes for that to still happen. And on my birthday, Casey and Russell and the babies came over, yeah. brought cupcakes, came into the bedroom. I let Ethy eat a cupcake on my bed. How there got to be chocolate all over oh, yeah. the I was there. I was here. And me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah there was a lot of chocolate. Yeah. There. And you also somehow communicated that to my college roommates. So yes, yes, I think I did. most of my years in college, my roommates woke me up with cupcakes. Yeah, oh, wow. I, I don't remember. I don't remember who your first roommate was, but it was it wasn't Emily, was it? But yeah, anyway, it was, yes, I did. I did. I I called them or something. Yeah. Well, my very first roommate was that unfortunate pairing, you know, because I didn't know anybody. Yeah. But then I moved in with Emily after I couldn't take that anymore. Yeah. That's funny. I don't know that I realized that because I don't remember my college roommates doing that. Mm-hmm. So sorry about you. Friends now. <laughs> either. Yeah. Either that's it. Or mom just forgot to tell them or I was home. Oh, that could be, yeah. yeah. Or you could have been home. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't, I mean, I don't feel like I was deprived of my birthday celebration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and I obviously would not. Andrea went to college about two hours away yeah. from mom. I went to college about 11 hours. Yeah. yeah. And Andrea didn't, didn't I come up to UT a couple of times on your birthday? I think so. Cause I think, yeah. wasn't that when you were still traveling or doing the hearing rep stuff? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so sometimes yeah. you would have work around there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's probably right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think I probably came home if I had to guess. Or I um, came there one or the other. Yeah. So I think this this next one will flow sort of nicely from from this one. So I have been in San Antonio now for a week, a week today. Mm-hmm. And the other night, Russell needed to go to the ranch. You guys were in a meeting. Dan was in Houston. I was babysitting the kids while also making dinner. And it wasn't uh-huh. a super hard dinner, but for about 20 minutes, I had both kids by myself. Thea did not want to be put down. Leith was outside creating havoc and mayhem, and I nearly died. So I am curious about how you made single parenthood look so easy. <laughs> not even a problem. Let's make dinner. Let's teach aerobics. Let's work a full-time job, blah, blah, blah. I think there's one really big difference in between the sweet angel babies and when you guys were so young, and that's the the age difference. (laughs) That's the age difference, right? So you guys are five years apart. And Andrea, part of your kind of natural instincts is a bit of a caregiver. Mm -hmm. I mean, just kind of helping. And and you've been, you've always wanted to please me, Mm -hmm. right? You've been a big, gonna try to please my mama. (laughs) Well, exactly. There was a couple of years. With the exception of a couple of years, people. Let's not be dramatic. Yeah. Let's just, yeah. I, so I think that's a really big difference. So I could get in the kitchen and cook a meal, even when Casey was crawling around like Thea is right now, and you could keep an eye on her, or I could say, oh, she's trying to eat a leaf. Yeah. Go get it, right? So there's a really big difference there. So I think that, I do think that that is one one kind of big component to that. Yeah. I think the other thing is there was never a thought in my mind that I can remember 
of like, this is hard and, and I just can't do this because I think you guys were both, you know, really good. And, and again, Andrea, I think you were always around to just kind of lend a helping hand if I needed it. Mm -hmm. And I always wanted to make sure you guys felt like you could do things like mm -hmm. you could do anything. And so I started y'all really, really young helping me in the kitchen, right? Mm -hmm. I get the little booster stool. Both of you probably remember sitting on the counter, mm -hmm. mixing a brownie batter or cracking an egg, right? And so th that also made it a little bit easier if you were involved yeah. in helping, then there wasn't as much opportunity to run around and kind of get into things. Yeah. And y'all enjoyed that when you were younger. I mean, when you got to be teenagers, and I remember I used to we all had nights like you had one night a week that you fixed dinner, Andrea, Casey had a night and we'd mm -hmm. go to the grocery store and I'd say, what do you want to fix on your dinner night this week? And you would choose mm -hmm. grilled cheese and soup or whatever. But, and then y'all just got in there, did it. So when you got older, it got to be a bit of a grind. It was like, oh, yeah. mom. but when y'all were younger, remember, you liked it. Is my memory correct that one of the first things you taught me to cook was an omelet? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that was that's my memory. Yeah. But talking about us baking too made me think about is that where my love of butter came from? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. You started wanting to eat the butter really young. Yeah, which Leith does now. Yeah. Um, oh, I gave him hunks of butter when I was making him a grilled cheese the other day. Do you want to tell the story of the time in the townhouse when you were showering and I snuck downstairs? Do you remember? Oh, oh yeah. I didn't even have to be in the shower. I could be in the other room and maybe okay. doing something else. But yeah, you would just walk into the kitchen, open the refrigerator door, and I kept the butter in those little butter dishes. Yeah. And you'd just run your finger along the whole length of the butter and eat it. <laughs> Come back in, sit down. You might go back in, do it 15 minutes later. Yeah, you'd do it all the time. Uh, like you wouldn't see my fingerprint in the butter. <laughs> uh, what? Yeah, these giant gouges, like giant rivers, <laughs> giant rivers running through the butter. Oh, uh, butter is so good. I would do that with whipped cream. Yeah, yes, she would. That's right. Oh, yeah, spray it right in your mouth. In, if it was in the tub, I would just eat it. Oh, yes, okay, that's right. Because I almost always kept Cool Whip or whipped cream in the house because I made those strawberry waffles all the time. Yes. For all. Yeah, that in my mind, that's a special treat too. When we had the the frozen strawberries with the strawberry juice, uh -huh. kind of. Right. And then yep. whipped cream. Did we yeah. only have that on special occasions? No, I used to make that for you, Andrea, for breakfast almost every single day from the time you were about two and a half or three. Okay. For forever. We had it a lot. It wasn't yeah. special occasions. That's another thing that I felt like was really healthy. I'd get those whole grain frozen ruffles. Mm -hmm. Then I would defrost those strawberries that had low sugar. I had a little bit of sugar in it. Yeah. And the whipped cream. And I just kind of put a lot of the strawberry juice on the waffle because it yeah. kind of made it a little soft. And then make a smiley face with the whipped cream. <clears throat> and you would almost always eat that for breakfast. And I could a lot of times sneak in a scrambled egg on the side. Okay. And I felt like I was giving you a healthy breakfast. Heck yeah. yeah. It wasn't like I was feeding you spoonfuls of Nutella. No. Nope. <laughs> or straight butter. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that feeds in really nicely to our next You're question. Right. So what will happen is Kalita will be making dinner. There's 46 ingredients, seven <laughs> bowls, 10 pans. Uh, I don't even know. Every utensil a, in the house. Yeah. A glass a of wine. stand mixer, all, the, the yeah. big chopper. Exactly. <laughs> And she'll look around and say, I love making a mess in the kitchen. <laughs> so knowing True that, statement. what is your favorite thing to cook? Oh, 
got to think about that. Cause I think I, there's a difference between the things that I cook often. Yeah. No, this easy. is, yeah. Yeah. So this doesn't matter time. Yeah. yeah. Just what is your, what's your favorite thing to, to cook? I think the thing that comes to mind is beef bourguignon. Mm. That's a process. Mm-hmm. And that takes a little time. And I've done it twice for our, our special Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and maybe, you know what? Beef. Maybe it, instead of a thing, is it a meal? Like I love doing our fancy Christmas dinners. I love oh, doing yeah. that. And and that we make a total mess in the kitchen. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I like planning that. I like doing something out of the ordinary. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just yeah, think you, you, that is, I think, a fun thing about you is that we are not steeped in tradition when it comes to the holidays, right? Like that we have mm-hmm. to do X, Y, and Z or mm-hmm. else, but that it's like, we know we're going to have a big fancy dinner. We know we're going to pair it with a nice fancy wine, but what do we want this year? And then we all kind of sit down together, I feel like, and mm-hmm. talk through yeah. what we want and what we feel like. And we've tried some fun things, I think. Mm-hmm. We've tried quite a few fun things yeah. and they've been real good for the yeah. most part. I can't think of anything that was an epic fail. Is yeah. your, is the beef bourguignon from your Julia Child's book? Mm-hmm. One of the times I made it, I cooked it from that cookbook. And then another time I made it from another cookbook that I either had or you guys gave me. Okay. okay. And I have to honestly say, I hate to say this, the non-Julia Child's version was better. Yeah. 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 Well, but that, that set of cookbooks that you guys gave me, I love. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of cool things in there. We may have to make our own escargot. <laughs> we don't make it back to Bistro 9. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's one of Andrea's favorite foods. She's my absolute favorite. Dear listeners. I, uh, I think potentially because of the butter, <laughs> dare I say. All right. Good. Well, we have one final question for you. Okay. I think it's an excellent final question. Okay. Okay. You have always given us good advice. I okay. think to this day, we are grown adults and many times we consult you on big decisions, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But if you could make sure that each of us remembers one specific piece of advice, what would it be and why? And you could have different pieces of advice for each of us too. It yeah, it would, it would definitely be different. So for Casey, it would be, don't sweat the small stuff. I yeah. knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> and for Andrea, it would be... Sweat the small stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Be more worried. <laughs> yeah, worry about things more. <laughs> Advice. Don't be so hard on yourself when it comes to the little things. Yeah. Don't be so hard on yourself when it comes to your current life situation, partner yeah. or none. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I just told Casey the other night, I've, I've been a little bit on the struggle bus with some of that stuff. And, you know, I've been working with my therapist too about my feelings of guilt Right. And I've told you both that she has said, are you doing something wrong? Because if not, you shouldn't feel guilty. But the amount of pressure that I put on myself around not being here all the time, not being here for all major events and all of that, it weighs on me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So don't be so hard on yourself. But by the same token, I totally get that. Right. Because I'm exactly the same way. Yeah. So I understand it. So I think both of these things probably come from observations in the last couple of years. So I think that becoming a grandparent Mm. has 
made me reflect back on the times when y'all were little or growing up and the things that I wish I had done differently. Mm, oh, interesting. Yeah. And mostly it's around time. Mostly okay. it's around time. Like when y'all were growing up, I mean, Andrew, you said it at the very beginning, I was a single mom and I had one full-time job and two part-time jobs. And I just felt like, I mean, I had to do that, right. For us to be able to make ends meet. I still feel like we had tons of quality time together. We always sat down and had dinner at the table together every night. We mm -hmm. always did that. We had time in the mornings, our drives to school, a lot of times were uh, really good conversation times, right? Mm -hmm. But but there are also things that I missed. Like I missed a program of yours one time, Andrea, that I still feel guilty about to this day. Oh my gosh. Or, you know, Casey doing something. So so really what it's done is I reflect and I, I look at how little the babies are, and I see how busy Casey and Russell are. And I, that's not a criticism. You're not busy. You're you're living your life. You're working your jobs and raising two little kids, yeah. which I did the very same thing. But I have the luxury of having a little bit more time yeah. and being able to do more with them. And I think it, for me, it's like, oh, I wish I could have done this for my kids. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think, well, I was doing everything I could. Yeah. I really think so. So for the advice that I just gave both of you, there's yeah. a little bit of it for me that I kind of wish I could go back and tell my own young self. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah. No, I agree with that. I think there's, it, especially having had this weird pandemic year. Right. Yeah. It oh, really yeah. shifted what I think is enough time. Yeah. to do to do really anything, not just specific <laughs> to time with kids, but yeah. time I need for myself, time yeah. I need to... <clears throat> you know, recharge, whatever. So I guess if there is a benefit to, you know, having our lives completely disrupted for however many months now, mm -hmm. that has been one thing. Cause it's hard because I love that they go to school, especially Leaf. He's so social. Yeah. And we he all remember it. how sick he was of us. Yes. He wanted to, he was so done with us by the time he went back to daycare. But yeah, it's hard because it, it feels like you've got such a, a minimal amount of time. But yeah. 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 I was actually thinking about that this morning because I barely missed them. I was going to try to come see the kids off for school, but I was, I, I think I missed y'all by two minutes, mm -hmm. maybe. And I was like, oh man. And it's like, well, I'm about to get them for 48 hours over the weekend, so it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's funny when you think about how it feels like they're at school for so long, but at the same time. You know, I want, can I change my advice? I want to give Casey. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you just said something. I think that is very important for all mothers and something that I wouldn't always necessarily do and would feel guilty if I did is taking time for you. Mm -hmm. I do think it's important for you to do that and be okay with letting me have the kids or whomever wants to have them. Even Russell, maybe sometimes. Yeah, even Russell. Yeah, because you do crave Casey time. And you always have. Since yeah. you were a tiny little tot, it's been important for you to get out of the fray mm -hmm. and have your own time. And I think it will be so healthy for you to make time for you. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to do it is. without feeling guilty. Yep. True. But I'm hoping that a week, so. I know yeah. you are. <laughs> true. That is true. And you know, I don't know if that would have been different for me if I'd lived close to Mimi and Papa. Yeah. Yeah, because, maybe. Probably. Yeah, and Sandy. Well, Papa would have taken you guys in a heartbeat. You know, yeah. one of his favorite things was raising kids, right? And I think I told y'all just about three days before he died, 
Sandy and I were over there just talking to him and he was sitting in his recliner and you know how he used to sit, you know, he'd yeah. just sit back and he'd fold his arms, yep. put it across his belly. And he was just, he was very contemplative and he looked over at Sandy and I, and he said, well, I sure enjoyed raising you girls. Aww. And, and then he kind of launched into a couple of memories. And I think that was just his favorite thing in life Yeah, was us you know, raising us and then always having you guys around. He loved it when you guys would go stay. And yeah, you know, remember he used to pick up Austin and Aaron yeah, from school and they called it Papa school, right? Mm-hmm. I, he just loved it. And you got, you know how much he loved, you know, just messing with you guys yeah. and playing with you guys. So, you know, talk uh, about a model for patients. Wow. Oh yeah. 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 Like that's probably where we, from whence it came. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. well, yeah. I think for, for me, it. yeah, definitely for me. And I think I'm probably the most patient out of all three of us girls between yeah. me and my two sisters. I would agree. Yeah. That, okay. Let's end with this story. It doesn't, it doesn't show our model of patience, but I, I think about it almost daily. So one time when Andrea was up there staying with Papa, he told her, you got freckles on you, but you're cute. Oh, yeah. And Andrea got so mad. So and mad. Said, I do not have freckles on my butt. <laughs> <laughs> he called me. That was before you were born. I think Casey, he called me and told me that. And he would, he would say it to her and just get that. He could get that reaction out of her every time. <laughs> and it cracked him up. Yep. I love it. Uh, well, mom, thanks for being our first guest. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm honored. Yeah. We missed you in the last 12 hours. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Leith asked for you this morning. Oh, did he? Yeah. Sweet baby boy. He also wanted you, he wanted to give you and Dan Russell's credit cards yesterday. So he did. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that in the Snapchat. I did. Yeah. yeah. I'll take them when I get back there on Sunday. Okay. Uh, well, Andrew and I end this podcast just like we end our phone calls. Uh-huh. So, okay. Love, love you. Bye. bye. Okay. Love you. Bye.